Yeah. That sounds fine, actually. That's mine. Might turn that up. So this is happening. We're talking right now. Hey, Jess. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to the green room. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Um, Look, I apologize for the, the wee little setup here. No, I love it. I love this kind of setup. I love how relaxed it feels. Like that's my jam. Like if, just, that, yeah, if I'm just, gonna like have a conversation or have a yarn or talk feelings, go deep. Like this is the kind of yeah. For context, uh, Jess's mic is on a piano uh, seat right now. So and I'm on some sort of trunk. I love it. A big giant. That's a case. beautiful trunk. Yeah, it is a nice. Tr- <laughs> we'll look. We'll get into that later. But um, Jess, thank you for coming by. Thank you so much. Uh, we are here to talk about new album, Hilda. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Six years is a very long time. Yeah, it is. What the know. hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> look, honestly, I felt the same thing, and um, it kind of spun me out. Um, you know, even the thought of it, um, mm. the thought of having that much time off. But also celebrative because I'd never had that amount of time to really, you know, uh, you know, to think, to really settle in, figure out who I am again, what, I, where, where do I want to go, what do I want to say, um, you know, and just to breathe. Like I'd, I mean, from the age of sixteen to the age of 25 I mean they were just years that felt like a bit numb that felt a little kind of was really colorful on the outside but was quite dark because I was just traveling I'd kind of been disconnected with family and I'm a family person those things really kind of caught up to me and and I guess um really kind of put me in a place of um, feeling sad and and feeling and and I was wondering why you know through through those through those journeys and adventures I'd be thinking you know I'd be having fun at the same time but then I'd kind of stop for one moment and go ah oh, like why am I but why am I sad and then realizing yeah. wow I'm, I'm actually the missing part of this is going back home you know because I was I'm and I think coming from a place which is has its own time it runs on its own time and you know there's not a lot of people and there's um you know the beach is there and the bush is there and you know the water holes and you got you know um a place where you can just go seep your um sink your feet and in, in the salt water and you know just watch the shore just and listen uh and there's space um just turned into just like go 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 like I was on a plane every day I was you know meeting a new person who you know who'd written a song for Chris Brown or Rihanna or um was writing with um Jennifer Hudson like it became um that became a goal and a mission but it wasn't necessarily deeply my my mission and um it was almost kind of just been applied by a, a lot of people and a lot of voices and um you know that kind of really takes a toll after a while you're just kind of constantly in 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 the circle and and you're just going with it and i think because music music for me was such a powerful thing and you know it, it gave me this ability to express and 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 make people make people feel happy and it it that became almost the goal going to perform and watching someone transfer transform and heal them i almost felt like i was being the healer Mm. um and um and once i kind of sat and stopped it just kind of hit me that you know it was kind of 
I was releasing all of my energy and my spark and my magic, but not giving, you know, not replacing it, you know, not replenishing it. And I think that's where that six years went of just gaining, um, recovering, recovering and um, giving myself um, acknowledgement and peace and um, and love and care. Mm. So, and I think we all we all need to do that. And I think at some point we all do realise when we're going so fast and we're just on a roll that, you know, that moment where it hits you and you become sad, that's when um, it's telling you you have to stop, that you yeah. have to acknowledge this, that you have to listen to your body, you know, because I guess that's also where, you know, we get sick or we get the flu or we get, um, you know, or, or we get down or get depressed is because we're not acknowledging these great things that, you know, we've given, we've dished out, but we're not ke- keeping some for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that was a very good answer. Thank you. Sorry. I know, I know that no, was like so like, deep. Like just but 17 uh, questions yeah. out of that one answer. <laughs> the first thing you said, so let's go back to minute one. Okay. Um, when you said you like obviously once you got famous sixteen and yeah. things were going great externally but internally weren't so great. Do you remember that time specifically? Like when I was sixteen, I worked at Blockbuster. Right. So different oh, career I love paths. Blockbuster. I love Blockbuster too. <laughs> Look, but if we're going to compare career paths, yours is a little bit better. No, but, I love that. No, but like it's like I can remember that time yeah. of being sixteen and growing up and doing the normal sixteen-year-old mm. things. Mm-hmm. But you were kind of on the national platform at that age. Yeah. It was do scary. you do you remember it, like vividly how that all kind of played out? Yeah, I remember like um, having a lot of fear. I remember kind of having to um, bottle up that fear but also reminding myself that that was kind of keeping me present. I I grew up really fast in it and Mm. I think that's what happened was – I, I just had to kind of listen to it and 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 go with it and you know like at that point it just felt almost robotic because things were being done for me um you know things were being placed for me uh you know I was being told what to wear um I was being told what to say um and that kind of instilled a lot of fear because a lot of my soul and spirit was was being drained um mm. and being applied by someone else's voice so yeah it um I think that's why um connecting that time to now into this record um you know it's kind of it, it was being saved for this hill for this Hilda record um it's it's kind of been such a been fantastic time in the six years that I've been able to recognize um and um speak on those things because um I did kind of put them away um to now be able to speak on that and for me that was a really scary time because I didn't I didn't quite know what to do mm. or I didn't know quite you know know who to talk to about yeah. what was happening I mean I had my parents very closely with me but to a point where they weren't stage parents. They didn't quite know what to do with music either. But music was was giving me the power. You know, every time I stepped up there, I, you know, was able to understand a little bit more of my my experience and my relationship with music. What what, what that's what that is, what that's going to be, um, and how I can manipulate that, um, and and constantly um, uncover things. Um, that I didn't know that I could do vocally mm. and I think um, my ability um, to create music, yeah, was um, kind of being learnt on the go. Yeah, I mean like when you just said that at that age you were being told what to say, mm. how to dress, 
are they kind of the key things that you look back at now and think if I knew what I know now, mm. they would be the first things I would say is quit telling me that stuff. Yeah, like in, in a way I don't think it would have been the same experience um, that I am having now. I think I'm very blessed and very lucky to have maintained and control and remained controlled and tamed um, to now respectfully um, be able to tell that story. Um, I think we all do need to have that experience, you know, kind of being pushed or being shoved around to understand where you need to go next or how to, you know, um, yeah, how to um, how, how to control. Mm. And for me, um, I like when I look at it now, I, I just think I'm just really grateful for not kind of, um, you know, taking it personally um you know because you can i think we all can take certain comments or you know i mean idol idol was my first experience of being judged idol was my first experience of i mean not only idol but i mean i remember through music um when i first connected with music um at home in the backyard um you know, I my first judge judgment came from my mother. You know, I would be what was the first blasting down the house. And what she, was the first thing she said? She and they asked, "Jess, this sucks." Well, she was like, <laughs> "Shut up and sing a different song." You <laughs> what know, song were you I, singing? I think it was like one of those, you know, um, Mariah or Whitney songs, and I was constantly singing in such a high pitched <laughs> voice, and it would echo throughout the house, and it just drove her mad because yeah. I was just constantly singing and. And, you know, she was, a you know, um, a very kind of um, maintained housewife. Like she's, she was, a, you know, such an awesome kind of home parent that, you know, she was all, constantly always there. So she heard and seen everything for us girls, mm. um, you know, and that kind of annoyed her a lot. <laughs> I mean, me just singing, blasting, like blasting the suburb. Like yeah. I just remember we would all – we didn't have aircon. The only thing we had fans, and most of the time, my dad would come in and turn the fan off. You know, midway, yeah. and um, just to save that. electricity. <laughs> that it's forty three degrees. Yeah, it's like so hot in Darwin. Hand, I'm like, really, Dad? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember like the windows would be like open um, just to get you know that cool breeze to to filter through the house, and you know I'd be blasting the house down with my big vocals singing, "I have nothing, nothing." <laughs> Nothing if I don't have you. And there's my mom in the background going, shut up, Jessica. That's like the nicest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. <laughs> Your mom is tough. Yeah, my mom is so tough. And, you know, and going back to, you know, so that was my very first experience of, you know, being judged or kind of being put down or let down. Mm. So I kind of understood what that feeling was and, you know, experiencing a, a lot more of of it with people I didn't know mm. was my greatest fear. Um, you know, again, like a lot of the judges, maybe that wasn't the right outfit to wear with that particular song, you know. So there was things like that that, you know, kind of um, really in, um, gave me, boosted my confidence but at the same time there were quite doubtful moments because then that kind of really took me to a place of, you know, is it or is it? How much can it? you take on board of that though? Because obviously with reality shows the judges are encouraged to be yeah. that little bit extra. yeah for lack of a better word, nastier. Oh, yeah. To one, to obviously get people watching, but to stir on the contestants. Exactly. I think I think the stir, um, you know, uh, there were most parts of it I did. I'd kind of rest my head. I'd go back to the house and I'd rest my head and, you know, that'd make me feel a little bit 
um, would doubt myself. Mm. Um, but then I'd pray on it. I'd just kind of just pray that um, that you know, you know, that I would take it in a in a in a very positive light. That I'd go back on stage and you know I would um, repeat on a on a new fresh level. Um, and that was kind of my kind of ritual. I'd always kind of um, before uh, I'd appear on stage or do a little prayer to myself and say how worthy how great I am um and how much I love my family and I thank them for pushing me to do this um and for seeing and believing in me I think that was the greatest power that I that I had each time that I got up on stage because it was it was scary I didn't know any of these people I didn't know who was watching at home and you know um a lot you know yeah (laughs) and 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 not to say that I mean I had a lot of fan mail that came through had a lot of um you know, um, I, even social media, I mean, Instagram wasn't even born then. Um, so it was just one of those where um, it was meet and greets. I mean, I was doing signings and in-stores and um, it was a whole physical um, experience. Whereas now I just feel the disconnection between um, um, be- between uh, I think community and, um, and, and music audiences are, are very, very different to what we were experiencing yeah. um, then, um, but I think it's always, it's always, um, it's still important to kind of. I mean, I just recently did uh, an install um, the other day, and the ne- the connection was unbelievable. I mean, the stories that um, I got to hear about people in you know, remission, mm. and about um, you know losing their their mother or their father, or there are so many stories out there, and the fact that music can bring that together is um you know to be able to sit with those feelings I still um I still am so proud of and um but yeah I think all of those kind of hardships those struggles those kind of um uh those moments of people judging um even when they didn't say anything I could you know in you know feel that that energy I'd always kind of um I'd always make sure that um I was in check first I was always kind of um, um, awake that I was present that um, that you know I accept that nobody like a lot of people aren't going to like um, what I do and um, you know a lot of people will yeah so there was kind of this yin and yang and it has been there's there's always going to be a constant yin, yin and yang no one's going to just don't look at Twitter and YouTube <laughs> easy very easy <laughs> that's okay I think I'm, I just acknowledge that that that's and that's fine you don't that's look at your social media do you um I don't. I don't read the comments. Yeah. I do. I do kind of send love back. The ones that kind of appear that catch me, I have respectfully. I have to kind of say, "Hey, thank you." Yeah. You know, like because you know, I get a lot of again fan mails. I get people still writing to me, um, handwritten letters, or you know, typed out on their computer That's and printed, handwritten. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> or even to the meet and greets, I'll bring a present and just say thank you for your music. So there's you know things like that. I, I still kind of have to really acknowledge and, mm. and, and, and thank very much, yeah. What is your attitude or relationship with reality competition shows now? Because obviously, you know, you hear a lot of stories about, like you say, at a young age you're getting told what to do, how yes. to do it. But at the same time, Idol is kind of what got you mm. in front of people in the exactly. first place. Exactly, exactly. Um, that, that definite platform, I think, um, y- you have to be very mindful of who you are and I think – you know, and what your mission is. And I think for me, having my parents believe in me so deeply about me having the gift of um, to sing and mm. to um, vocally um, bring to life expression and emotion is what they, you know, is what they really 
um, brought to life in me. And, you know, I really thank them because they constantly, you know, were there saying, remember who you are, remember where you come from, that's the most important thing, and remember to feel it. So, you know, I, I, you know, I give so much, you know, I applaud um, those platforms. I, I applaud um, Australian Idol. I applaud, you know, The Voice, X Factor, all those kind of singing shows. Um, but I think you, as your own vessel, have to um, ver- know yourself and understand whilst walking in such a crazy, um, crazy and... Um, amazing concept um it's a show and it's an entertainment show and I think for me I always just I always just thought of I know people are going to apply their things um I will go to I'll go um as far as I can um um and to and I will allow people to apply things to an extent but I know myself so well and I believe in myself and I think if you the advice that I could give is that um, like you just must be humble. You must be um, a kind and respectful person when it comes to um, going into these things because mm. you do have very high people who are, you know, investing in shows like this to to create um, and to share with audiences and to 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 entertain people. Um, but you have, yeah, I think you have to know your worth and respect yourself. Um, and um, and yeah, and really know yourself deeply, who you are, where you come from. Like, do do that thing where I, I mean, I did it. I did that thing where I was like, well, you know, my name's Jessica Malboy. That's a gift. That's a given name, and it's a gift, and it's a blessing. Um, and I'm I'm my own person as much as I, you know, I came from my parents, and I am like my siblings. I am also very different. I'm also um, have a different passion. I also, um, which they do too. So I was just kind of really respecting, um, this kind of process of I am me. Um, this is what I love to do. And, um, this is all I know and constantly make sure that, um, that I'm also learning every time I touch something or I experience something that I take it on board and I just don't go, oh, well, that's what I was taught. And that's all I'm, you know, that's right. Nothing I ever do is going to be right, but it may feel 100% to me, but that doesn't mean that it could be right for somebody else. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So um, I think you just have to really learn through the process, not take anything to heart. I think you have to um, um, also enjoy in somewhat way, whether you're really in fear of it, that means you're awake and alive and present in it so mm. yeah that's See, a that, good thing that's just so nice yeah you need to do a meditation podcast oh really just a little fyi because <laughs> um, it's just really interesting listening to you talk yeah you, you are quite you are really positive you are really Thank passionate mm. but i read recently that during that period in that six-year period you yeah. fell out of love with oh, what you were yeah, doing deeply was yeah. it was it hectic touring schedules was it performing in general yeah what was it that made you say, you know what, I don't know if this is for me anymore? Yeah, I think it was my disconnection with my family. And I think right. we all, you know, I mean, you know, not everyone has a great relationship with their family. Um, you know, mine is not all, is, is, is a happy one, but I think being really close to my family allows me to be more me because, you know, they are me, they are of me. Um, you know, I we have, you know, personalities are very quite close you know we 
laugh the same you know we kind of our style of talking is the same you know our hand or our gesture movements and actions are, are quite the same so it's it's um you know I've been passed down a, a, a bloodline or a personality some characteristics that that um that I, I definitely um, see myself deeply within them so I think that's what um, not seeing them for such a long period of time really disconnected me from myself, which mm. was scary. Um, you know, not not laugh, not having those gut laughs, not having those home cooked meals. Mm. Um, uh, you know, not smelling. You know, those um, you know those home smells really kind of uh, took me to a bit of a la la land, which um, you know sounds kind of crazy, but um, yeah, it. It was in my head. It was. It was like that was the thing that was missing, and I was on top of that, being so disconnected with the family. Um, I was. I was flying. I was constantly meeting new people. I was um, when I needed to just refill my cup. You know, I really, I really needed to re-energize and reboot myself. So that's. I I blamed music. I blamed music for doing that because it was taking me away from my family. It mm. was it was making me fly here because music was giving me so many opportunities, and in a way, I felt so bad for blaming music because it it had, again it had gifted me so much. It had given me so much, and it had gifted people so much. So I was kind of torn. I was really torn. Mm. I was like, I don't want to leave music, and music will never leave me. But it's annoying because I want to be home, but it's. It's not allowing me to yeah. because I love it so much. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it was, um, I was tug of war. I was, um, I didn't lose it. It was, it felt like I was lost. Yeah. Um, which being, you know, being on the fence, which side, whose side am I on? Yeah. So you're kind of constantly struggling with that. And I, I think what I needed to do was basically I needed to go home and replenish. And that was just taking time with people who are like me, like, mm. Like you know, one of I'm one of five girls, so I was really yeah. submerged with my sisters and their children, and you know their partners, and then my mum and dad, and reconnecting with stories that I'm very familiar with yeah. um, allowed me to be calm again. And I think we all need a place of calmness, and we all need a place of where's your corner, you know, like you know what makes you feel like you again, um, or you know what makes you alive again. And my family make me alive again. Mm. You may have already answered this next question then, but Obviously, a couple of years ago, you were in LA working with pig, some indie artists, I yeah. guess, like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any desire to go back to the US? Oh, definitely. Whether to live and yeah. or work there? There's, um, you know, I always, I have these kind of freaky dreams where like, you know, I'll be kind of um, talking with people that I've already kind of met um, in my dreams and, um, you know, and then somehow they, they are physically happening. So... There are things that um, happen in my dreams that way and that I manifest and I think I think that's when it becomes real is when you do see something visually or you're somehow reconnect you're connected with this thing that eventually somewhere down the track it, you're going to physically be connected with this thing mm. whether it's a person or a place um, and for me um, there have been um, Real kind of living moments where that that has happened. Like for instance, um, um, I had dreamt that I was I was collaborating with some you know, some big artists. I didn't quite know their face. They didn't really have a face, but um, 
when it did happen um, in the real world, in reality, um, like Snoop Dogg or like Ludacris or um, like Jazzy Faye. Um, Mr. Ryder. Yeah, yeah <coughs> you yep. know, um, Flo Ryder. Um, like, um, you know, the amazing um, songwriter, producer, um, um, Harvey Mason Jr. Like things that I just, I imagined but in my dreams and they had happened and it was just crazy. So eventually like I do and I still have a, have those weird dreams but um, there's something coming next year I feel like there's something coming next year and um I'd love to kind of pursue that so is this um, all there's you definitely feel something or yeah, is like Snoop just texted you being like no, hey, what's up <laughs> there's definitely travels happening yeah and 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 I don't know what to expect from there but um yeah there, there's definitely going to be a lot of meetings high, yeah a lot, a lot of, of meetings. a lot of um meeting people again and reconnecting and 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 on a music level and on a film level, so there there's some really exciting things. Um, not only <coughs> with this record, but in future of what this record is going to um, like extend. Yeah. yeah. So that is really exciting because again, I don't know why my career path seems to be based just in movies, but yes. I, 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 I worked at event cinemas when the Sapphires came out. Oh, I love you. So what um, year was that? Year that was twenty. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah. So filmed. Um, Watched a lot of that on my lunch breaks. Twenty twenty. It was the development was twenty ten yeah. through to twenty eleven. Twenty twelve. It came out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy when you when you say you needed that time off from music, but you weren't. You know, you weren't at home in a bunker just watching Netflix. You were still doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. So whether whether it wasn't whether it was kind of um, doing music, producing it, writing, um, there was also heavily um, connections with film and you know um, building character and sometimes not even playing myself. You know, playing a whole completely different person. So Mm. there was a lot of things that were kind of being caught up that you know, were you know, being misinterpreted or being lost to myself that I needed to kind of just re I just I just needed to recap and those six years have been recapping and understanding what I've been doing and slowing down and, and going back to those moments of you know, of acknowledging it with in, in with such power and celebration because I never really got to those high success moments, I never really got to in the moment just sit and be thankful of it it yeah. was just the next thing yeah uh, and the next thing so there's a lot of um there's a lot of things that I, I still need to catch up on and 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 tell because I've I've never been able to express a lot of it um mm. as I am doing now which is so great is this where you think you are with Hilda like as far as taking a six-year break and now back with them like as yeah. far as where you are musically yeah. mentally is this your most confident? My most confident, my yeah. most kind of brave um, yeah. moment where um, – and celebrated because because of standing tall and standing brave. I think um, I think in time things eventually and, you know, and, and speaking out to anyone who's in this position currently, in time I think if you build yourself, um, it will, there, will be, there will be something greater. Um, so if you build yourself and understand, and that's why I was saying earlier, knowing, having my parents teach me to know myself before anything and understand who I am and my ability is my greatest power because mm. only I know that story because I've been carrying, I have been the vessel and, yeah. and experienced those things. Yeah. Um, um, and I think that's, that's what I bottled up within this record and 
I am now being able to tell um, whether it's through little things and little things was, you know, uh, speaking specific and and one of the examples of um, of that was, you know, watching my mum my whole life um, without a mother, motherless, becoming a mother, um, you know, and me almost becoming my mother's mother and nurturing her through mm. her pain. Um, you know, that's where little things come from was my mother feeling like her mother had missed all of her upbringing and the, the things but then also nurturing my mother and telling my mother, your mother's watching, like, every step that you're taking, mm. she is here with you. And I think, you know, on a greater spiritual level, I mean, everyone has that, has their has had their experience with, you know, a spiritual level, um, whether it's... Um, um, whether it's whether it's real, whether it's in a spirit, um, in a spirit time or in your dreams, but I just think, um, you know, that's where little things really kind of came to life was telling my mother's story and her heartache and her pain and not knowing what to do with it. You know, um, watching her from you know the um, the the top of the staircase and watching my mother in the kitchen from the top of the staircase and just trying to, you know, taking on her pain and understanding why is my mother in so much pain and understanding her and just not nagging her or annoying her about, you know, um, you know um, being better but just going, nurturing that, like really helping her through that and still to this day. So, um, I mean, that's just one of the greater experiences that I've had my whole life with, mm. with my own mother and and um and watching her uh, deal with her um with her yeah with, with her um with her pain with her things and um you know that's been the, the greatest gift because that's taught me how to kind of you know sit in my own um and figure out if if I was in that position how, you know how, what would I be like how would I deal with that mm. and um and I think that was just really talking with her and listening to her um that we, you know we were able to get through her pain or that she was able to get through hers how transparent have you been with your mother that a lot of this album is based on your relationship with her yeah um you know a lot no no there's um (laughs) it's crazy because not only um is well that particular song is definitely of about my mum and i think the, the greatest part about this is me being that vessel me being a live a living breathing um confident woman of blood that's been passed down you know whether it's been through nana hilda through my mother's mum nana hilda um you know through my mother's father or my father's mother or my father's um mother father there's just there's been such strength um that's been passed on and now as much as I look like them or I may be like them, I'm also now catering my own. Mm. I'm also now living my own experience through well, how am I going to – that was theirs. How am I going to deal with my own experiences? And I think that's what this whole record has been about, um, whether it's sexually, whether it's um, – whether, you know, um, it is my relationship with my partner um, or, you know, my deep – deepest darkest greatest fantasies like it's all kind of being um open in this record um and because i've never you know i'm now 30 i've never really 
kind of gone that deep before in, in my music and never really had an opportunity to to gift that. So this is pretty really is the perfect time, I guess, and I just found and felt that it was the right time to do something like this. You know, everyone's kind of seen me so joy, you know, jolly and happy and very colourful and a lot of my music um, visual content um, or up on stage, but never have they seen, you know, what we all really deeply go through on the other side. Mm. So this was pretty much a gift to um, all my fans who who had seen such joy. Um, but from joy is the beginning of pain. So first it comes pain, then it comes joy. So um, um, this, this, al- this album is really visually and um, I, I think um, – and soundly like you know my my greatest pain um and how to how i've dealt with certain things mm. um whether it's a, a mean person or whether it's a um you know connecting with uh, me being confused or um me being in love or um me being kind of um being like attacking or um or just kind of witnessing mm. yeah so they're all kind of different points um where i've never really touched base on or i've never spoken about um and that's a, i think that's a lot of freedom for me which mm. has been so great and such a joy the album is only coming out soon so everyone <laughs> just relax i know but <laughs> are, should we expect another six-year hiatus or are we gonna uh, are you hoping sooner oh sooner. once that collaboration Def- album with snoop dogg yeah, I yeah well <laughs> with writing this record i mean i'm i'm i wrote more than 30 songs yeah um and I had to cut it down to about 14 tracks. So there's 14 tracks on the record, um, four that I've already already released, four, five, um, and four, sorry. And now, you know, I just get to, you know, I'm really, really excited to share the rest of it. I mean, there's a song called Butterfly, which speaks of, you know, observing both of my parents um, arguing and um, arguing about many things. Whether, you know, we don't have any food in the fridge or, you know, whether, um, you know, they've kind of just in their own relationship and just, you know, not kind of connecting. There's also a song called um, Wish You Well and there was a moment where, you know, I um, was in a relationship um, with this guy and, you know, it just wasn't working out. Our differences were very different and, um, and so I wished him well and, you know, we are still friends but we, um, we're just on a whole different path. Uh, there's another song called Jealous. Jealous is really about the first time I met my partner in a club. Nightclub? <laughs> a nightclub. Nice. And, in um, Australia? In, in Darwin, in okay. fact. Um, born, we were both born and bred in Darwin, so um, I guess that's the, the greatest part about our relationship. Who is, needs Tinder? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Go to a nightclub. We, yeah, we, it was, it was, and it was a very random. I was there with eight of my girlfriends and um, – we um, basically play this game, uh, Truth or Dare. Everyone's played Truth yeah, or Dare, I think. Not once. No, <laughs> no yeah, sure, yeah. Um, and it was basically I'd spun the bottle like I think it was a year back and we'd kind of stopped the game and I didn't get to do my Truth or Dare. So it was that particular night. I, was, um, I think I'd, I'd just come back from doing a few gigs flying around and I'd released my first record. 
And um, we were in a club called Discovery. I, I don't know if it's still called Discovery. That's the, the only time club I, I know in Darwin. Yeah. So <laughs> I think you have. <laughs> Well aware so, of discovery. Uh, three-leveled kind of club. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of like the only club that I, I pretty much um, experienced. Yeah. It was fun for me. And um, so eight of us girlfriends, we went on um, the second floor and you know, we were dancing, enjoying, you know. Uh, and one of the girls, one of my best friends was like, hey um, – by the way, we haven't finished our game. And Jesus. and I'm like, oh, no, I'm kind of t- – I have my, my back turned to her and she's like – and the, the loud the, – the music is really loud. She's like, hey, we haven't – you know, hey, we need to finish this game. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't say it. Jessica, truth or dare. And there's me. I'm like, oh. Just say truth. Get out of it. I said dare. What an idiot. I don't know why. Come I just, on, you're it, better than that, Jessica. I just did it, you know, bec- <laughs> and because I'd never – I'd never – I was – you know, I've never done anything spontaneous. I was very kind of respectful. I was a good girl, church girl, um, you know, and, you know, I was with my greatest friends in the mm. world. And so I was like, okay, I'm with my great, my, my best girlfriend. Wait, to clarify, what year is this? This was 2000 and, oh, I'm going to say nine. Okay. So sure. 09. Yeah. And um, I think they're still playing Jagged Edge. Let's get married, yeah. baby, let's get married. And um, so there's me. I'm like, okay, dare. And then my girlfriend's like, all right, your dare is to – and she's like – she's waving her hand around like as if she's got a wand mm. in her hand. And, she, you know, she's pointing her index finger and she's like, okay, your the dare is you have to – pinch that guy's well she's like crab claw so <laughs> crab claw that guy right there and points to a p- particular person uh and yeah so you have to crab claw him without him knowing so i'm like oh damn i'm not doing this yeah. i don't do this kind of stuff yeah. this is too daring for me she's like uh-uh you have to do it so i see where she's pointing and there's like a lot like there's a group of men like in this particular place. And I'm like, does she know them? Like in my head, I'm like, she knows them. Like she's just, she's really playing me yeah. right now. Because so, it's a weird to be like a year later, like, hey, we haven't finished that game of Snakes and Ladders. So, I know, um, it's so play weird. Play your move, pal. So yeah. I walk down, they're all watching me, eagle-eyeing me, um, you know, walk to the other side of the club. And anyway, so I'm behind this these group of men and I'm just like, I can't even believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. And my hand kind of, you know, slides in and I'm like, oh my God, where, who? Like, (laughs) but she, I remember her specifically saying he's wearing a white tee. So I'm eyeing this fella. I can see, you know, his, his shoulder, the back of his shoulders. And I'm like, oh, that's him. So I'm like, my hand kind of, you know, sees the hole. And I'm like, my hand goes through and I crab claw him and I quickly and I run. I run off. I'm like, like oh my an God. adult. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I run to the other side of the bar and I'm standing there and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, do they see me? Do they see me? And I look well, to it wouldn't him. be hard to find, turn around, look at the girl just hiding behind the bar. No, I, like, I legit ducked. <laughs> like I legit ducked and was like crawling on the ground and then picked myself up and then I just ran to the bar. So I'm like, oh my God, do they see me? Do they see me? And I, I kind of looked, I didn't look back there, but I looked up to the girls and they're like laughing hysterically at me. And anyway, so I'm ordering a drink. I'm at the bar, I'm like waiting, I'm waiting, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. And <laughs> I, you know, I look to my right and I'm like, holy shit, there is, no, that, is that, that's that guy. 
no, 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 that's that guy. What, directly next to you? Like, legit right next to me. I'm like, no, this can't be happening. No, 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 no. And then next minute he's like, he's like, he he sits, sorry, like he leans over and he's like, I know it was you. And I'm like, and I'm like, what? He's looking directly at him. I'm like, don't speak English. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what. I can't hear you. <laughs> I grab my drink and I run. And by the end of the night, my girlfriend takes me on to, so this is later on. And um, I think, so, I don't even know what, um, all I remember was the thong song came on, Cisco. Good song. And I'm like, thong, 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 thong. <laughs> Next minute, like this, it's like this, the sea of people parted. It felt like a film. <laughs> like I felt like I was in like a comedy film or like some romantic film. I, I don't know. And he's like, he's like legit walking to me. And I'm like, oh, nah. Oh, hell no. I was like, I grabbed my girl and I like legit shoved her in front of me. And I was like... Kimberly, don't move and don't look back. Were and just, she looks back. Were you back. worried that this guy was just going to yell at you? Is that what the fear was? No, the fear was that he was like, like, and eventually he was like, oh, do you want to dance? And I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> we are not dancing. I don't, like, nah, this yeah. is not happening. So eventually my, my girlfriend's like, oh, just just dance with them. And I was like, all right. So just like, you know, just dancing, but no, like, contact. I no was like, this on, is sure. so weird. Like the year eight dance, okay. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. All right, bye. Mm. And so I left. And after that, I just, I'd seen him everywhere. And yeah. then I just, um, after that, I was just like, there was this kind of game that we began to play with, like, me trying to make him jealous. Like, I don't know, there was just this thing, like, does he see me? Is he watching? Like, you know, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. you do. Like, are they watching? You know, and I'd sip my drink and I'm like, you know, Kim, is he watching? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a song called Jealous on my record that I wrote about, um, you know, this this um, visually playing out. Uh, and Yeah, and, and a, song I called, a song I wrote called Jealous. And it's like, I'm going to make it jealous, 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 jealous. I'm going to make it worth it, worth it, worth it, worth it. Because there's something about you I cannot help it, but I'm doing what I like. This ain't a ballad, maybe it's just... Uh, maybe it's worth it, but I'ma make you jealous. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Do I have to ask Sony to copyright these songs for the podcast, please? <laughs> I just need a new theme song. So um, yeah, this is all on record. This oh, is my thing now. Amazing. Um, but yeah, that's a part of the record, and um, it's just things like that that I can't wait to share and um, and to have people to relate to and um, just to you know just enjoy for themselves and, yeah. and, and feel that kind of sexiness or spontaneousness and, yeah. um, you know, or, you know, or feel that kind of guilt or feel that kind of sadness or power. So there's, there's so many different kind of levels of emotion that, um, that I've, I've never really um, shared and I, I'm just looking forward to, uh, yeah, to doing that, just yeah. that. Well, Jess, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. I would keep going. But <laughs> I know I could do this all day. Hour, I know we're getting, we're getting the calls, aren't we? <laughs> Well, congratulations on the album again. It is called Hilda. It is Thank out this you. Friday. Jess, come back anytime oh, you want. Please, and me I promise anytime. you, I'm going to pester because <laughs> shit gets bad for me sometimes, and oh, you just make things sound well, nice. I would love to have a yarn anytime. I'm down for that. Thank Good. you, brother. Jess, thank you again. We'll see you soon. Cheers.